It's only November, but the Jets face a pivotal game this weekend against the Raiders. We'll discuss it today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Lockdown Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Friday, November 10th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on the podcast, source, please give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out and help other Jets fans find the podcast. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code, code all lowercase LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match of, of up to $100. Well, today we are previewing the Week 10 game between the Jets and the Las Vegas Raiders. It'll be Sunday night football. Things will get kicked off around, oh, 8, 15, 8, 20, Sunday night in Las Vegas. The game will be shown on NBC. You can stream it if you're a subscriber to Peacock. Jets, I think, really need a win in this one. You know, There's no such thing, I think, as a must-win at this point of the year, but this is one of those games. We've, we've had a couple of them along the way already where I feel like the season could go down one of two paths, depending on how this game goes. The Raiders, we know, are a bit of a interesting opponent because they really haven't been that great through much of the season, but they looked like a new team last week after the firing of Josh McDaniels and the promotion of Antonio Pierce to interim head coach. Now, how good of a head coach will Antonio Pierce be? We, we don't know, but we know we do know Josh McDaniels, pretty bad head coach in the NFL. And he's a unique case from the standpoint that I, I can't, we talked about this yesterday with, with Q from uh, the, the lockdown Raiders podcast. I can't think of another example of a guy who's been hired twice as an NFL head coach and both times he got fired halfway through his second season. Tough to that's tough to top when we talk about NFL coaching futility. I mean even Adam Gase did not do that. So Raiders upgraded the coaching spots. Uh, you know, I think there's no question and I think that this is just a t- game where the Raiders are now such a different team and that's part of it's you know they've also had some other major personnel changes that I don't know that the team we've seen for most of the season is that necessarily tells you a whole lot about the, the opponent the Jets will be facing this coming Sunday. But one thing I do know is that you know, you've got games against Buffalo and Miami coming up. And those are not easy games. We know, Look, the Jets could win these games. I, I don't think you could rule out a Jets victory. You know, uh, Miami's looked much more human the last couple of weeks when their schedule's gotten tougher. We saw the Jets beat Buffalo week one, and that was a really challenging game for the Jets because they had to, within the game, you know, it's, it's one thing to like, it's one thing to get over an injury like the next week. Within that game, the Jets had to get over the injury to Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not just talking about the tangible aspect of that. I'm talking about the emotional aspect of that. Because if you go back to week one, if you remember what that was like, it was an absolutely devastating emotional blow. You felt it as a fan. I'm sure the Jets felt it on the sideline. In fact, the Jets have told us, if you've read, read any interviews or seen any interviews of guys who were involved in that game, that they told you. I mean, that first half, it was tough for them emotionally. So it's not that the Jets can't win these games coming up. It's just there's a lot about the NFL season, the trajectory of a team season, that 
can change based on momentum, based on confidence. The Jets win this game, they're five and four. And listen, that, that was a terrible loss they had to the Chargers last week. And I think it was a squandered opportunity because even though the final score was 27 to six, it was not a game that the Chargers dominated. I mean, the Jets' defense was better than the Chargers' offense was throughout the entire game. It was a game that the Jets' offense just could not do anything. And this was like the three-week stretch. I pointed to it coming out of the bye. The first six weeks were about survival. These next three weeks were about making a move, putting yourself in the middle of the AFC playoff mix. And that required, and I think it's always tough to ask for a three-game winning streak. Like, it's always asked tough to, and I guess it would be a five-game winning streak because the Jets started this with two straight wins. But this was a stretch where if the Jets got banked three wins, they'd be building momentum. They'd be players in the AFC East race. You know, we wouldn't just be talking about playoffs. We'd be talking about a potential division title. And last week, the Jets' offense did not give them a chance to win. And if the Jets come out and lose this game, you know, you can see it. They'll be on a two-game losing streak. There's going to be, I think, a real lack of confidence in this offense. In fact, if the Jets lose this game, we may be talking about a quarterback change next week. Will it happen? I don't know. But I think it will be a major topic of discussion after this game. And I don't think the team will be playing with much confidence. I think beyond that, you know, you, you always hear about, you know, the locker room breaking. Well, it's not necessarily that there's anything in it's not necessarily a situation where, where there's anything inherent that makes a locker room break. It just certain situations break a locker room. You know, you saw it last year, the Jets at the end of the season. You saw it with all the Zach Wilson stuff. I'm not saying they're necessarily going to turn on Zach, but I think it would be natural if you're the defense and you're going out playing great every week and you're losing games because of your offense to be frustrated. And that's just something that's going to happen. It's just going to put you behind the eight ball heading into these Buffalo Miami games. You know, you don't want to be four and five because four and five could very easily turn into four and seven. And from that point, you know, you could just be in free fall to the end of the season. On the other hand, if the Jets get a win, look, you got to be happy. You know, if you if you had told anybody before after that week one game against Buffalo, after losing Aaron Rodgers through nine, you'd be five and four. You'd feel pretty good. And you have a couple of divisional games coming up. Tough games, you know, Miami, Buffalo are both, you know, even though Buffalo is not playing that well, you know, both very good teams, both very talented football teams. But you know what? I think you take your chances and, you know, maybe the Jets can still make some noise in the AFC. Maybe there's even a shot they can go on a run in the in the division. So I think that this is one of those games and there's been a lot of them this year for the Jets. And I guess that's natural in the NFL because you only have a 17 game schedule. Beyond that, the Jets have shown themselves that they They've shown themselves to be a middle-of-the-pack team so far. You know, they're a team that's beaten opponents that are better than them. They've lost to opponents that, frankly, aren't as good as them. They've probably won some games they should have lost. They've lost some games they should have won. Everything about this Jets team so far has suggested it's, like, going to be a 9-8, and 8-9 and team. But they can change that, and they can get on a, a good trajectory. And this this is the game, I think, is the first step to that, because you get a win this, you get a win this week. You head into Buffalo with some momentum. You have Miami on, on the horizon the day after Thanksgiving. You know, maybe you can beat that those expectations. Maybe you can be a little bit better than that uh, current projection of being an eight to nine win team. But it, it's got to begin with a win against the Raiders. There's no such thing as an easy road game in the NFL. There's no such thing as an easy game in the NFL. There's no such thing as an easy road game. It's going to be Sunday night. I'm sure the crowd's going to be fired up. I'm sure the Raiders are going to be fired up. You know, talking about confidence, I'm sure. Sure, the Raiders are going to be playing with a lot more confidence this week. You know, sometimes it's not just about the X's and O's. Sometimes it's just about believing in your coach. And I think you know, if you heard what we were talking about yesterday with Q, host of Lockdown Raiders on our crossover show, 
McDaniels just has a tendency when he's the head coach. You saw it in Denver a decade ago, actually more than a decade ago. It was 2009-2010 McDaniels was the head coach of the Denver Broncos. You saw it again with the Raiders. Players don't really buy in, and that has a major impact on how a team performs. With McDaniels gone, I I just feel like this might be a different Raiders team, and the Jets are going to have to play a really good game to beat them. Now, here on the Lockdown Jets podcast, we'll talk about the style of play the Jets will have to embark upon if they're going to come out from this one with a victory. I think we know it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think we know the defense is going to have to show up, and we'll discuss that in more detail continuing this Friday edition of Locked On Jets. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. And with the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players in different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made in receptions. I mean, how cool is that? And do you want to play alongside some of PrizePix's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. And now prize picks offers a reboot policy. So your entries stay in play. Even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted and prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with this injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and code locked on NFL, L O C K E D O N NFL. It's one word with no space for a first deposit match of up to $100 using prizepicks. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Jace Medical. The Jace case provides five life saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jay's case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related question. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive a 12-month supply on your daily medication. And remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for their service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut my pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered to you. And remember to use promo code LOCKEDON. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's Jace Medical. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listener, first watch every day. And a big shout out to you everydayers. This is the daily podcast covering the New York the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day through the week, Monday through Friday, and then bonus episodes as needed, such as after games, when big news breaks. Today we are previewing Jets versus Raiders. It's Sunday night football. Jets' second Sunday night appearance of the year. You know, The first Sunday night appearance of the year was against the Kansas City Chiefs. That was the first time the Jets were on Sunday night football in 12 years. Now it's only, I guess, what, six weeks uh, between appearances as the Jets take on the Raiders in the game of the week, you know, maybe not the best game of the week, you know, early in the season, it felt like, and when the schedule came out, it felt like it could be a marquee matchup. 
uh, Aaron Rodgers versus his old teammate, Devontae Adams. Jets looking like an intriguing team. Raiders looking like an intriguing team. Well, maybe these teams are intriguing for different reasons. You have the Jets trying to recover from the Raiders injury. You have the uh, from the Rodgers injury. You have the Raiders trying to make something of their season after Josh McDaniels gets fired. And this is a game that, you know, on the lower end of the AFC playoff race at the moment does have some implications. I think that if you were betting on this game, you would probably take the under. I don't think this is a game that's going to feature a lot of scoring. In fact, I think that you're going to see a lot of conservative play calling on both sides. And a lot of that goes to the quarterback situation. Jets playing with Zach Wilson. The Raiders also playing with a pretty innovative young quarterback in Aiden O'Connell. And O'Connell, you know, may be off to a pretty good start. I mean, look, the Raiders beat the Giants last week with him. But you know, he's a guy who likes to get the ball out quickly. I don't think you're going to see a lot of downfield passing. And I feel like this kind of suits what the Jets defense does because Jets defense is really more than anything. I, I hate the term bend, but don't, but don't break because I don't think it really exists with the Jets. You know, two years ago, the Jets were bend, but don't break. They were willing to allow short gains, moderate gains if they avoided the big play. And two years ago, they did not do any of that very well. They both bent and broke. I think this Jets defense is about shutting the other team down. It's not really about allowing completions. It's not about, you know, uh, allowing short to moderate gains. Jets defense just wants to get the ball back and they have quite a luxury because there was actually if you if you follow there was this week on I guess it's called X now it's the the platform that used to be known as Twitter there was a great graphic I found that the Jets defense is the bottom two in terms of how frequently they blitz but top two in terms of pressures and that just makes life so much easier and that's probably one of the reasons they were able to survive that couple week stretch without DJ Reed, who's been an excellent corner for them this year, and even survived one week without Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed because they're able to generate pressures on the defensive line. And a lot of that goes to the two young guys, Bryce Huff, who's having a phenomenal season, who I still don't know why he doesn't have a contract extension yet. Please, Jets, get on that. But also Jermaine Johnson, who got off to a very slow start this season. In fact, you know, there was so much hype for Jermaine after training camp and after a solid preseason. And the first three weeks, he like didn't do anything. And I'm thinking, this is another another example of a guy who gets hyped up in summer, and then the real game start, he, he, he doesn't show you much. And then week four, from that point on, it's all clicked for him. He looks like a tremendous player. And I again, Jets, please get Huff extended. But I, I love the idea of Huff and Johnson as like the bookend pass rushers at defensive end for years to come for this team. But as you know, the Jets also have excellent cover guys top you know top trio you know maybe the best corner in the nfl individually in sauce gardner probably the top duo in sauce gardner and dj reed and you know maybe even the top trio when you throw michael carter the second in the slot there you know raiders have of course have Devonte adams there aren't many times through the years i've watched the jets where i felt completely confident no matter who the jets played that their corners could shut down the, the other teams op, the other team's receivers the only other time was when they had darrell revis in his prime and this group of corners is not just sauce. I mean, I, with Revis, it was really just Revis. I mean, Cromarty had some good years, had some great individual games, but he was always more inconsistent. This is just a top-notch Jets corner group. I, I feel confident with them against anybody. And this is one of the things that makes them so tough is that they can get pressure without blitzing. So you already have guys who can hold up one-on-one. -on -one. You, you have guys who you, you could trust them in man coverage most of the game. But you don't have to play them in man coverage because your 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 front four gets home. So now not only do, do, can these guys lock up receivers, but they have help on most of the plays. 
it's going to make it tough for the Raiders. I mean, I don't think the Raiders are going to produce a ton of explosive plays unless the Jets mess something up. It's going to be your typical game of field position. It's going to be your typical game of defense. And you look, Jets special teams have been great this year. They had, they did have a hiccup last week. I know they allowed that, that punt return for a touchdown. Irv Charles, I thought took a bad route. I thought Thomas Morstead maybe outkicked his coverage on that play, but we know the Jets have excellent special teams and, you know, in close games, that's, that's something that can make the difference. We saw it make the difference against the Giants. The special teams were one of the primary reasons the Jets were able to beat the Giants a couple of weeks ago. You know, when we talk about a game that's going to could come down to field position, it could come down to, you know, a field goal. Well, you got to trust Greg Zerline in that situation. You know, of course, a couple of weeks ago, Morstead had that phenomenal game where he pinned the Giants inside the five three times. These are the things that make a difference. And, you know, it may come down to who makes the big mistake. And if you, if you, constantly win the field position battle if you put a young quarterback in the shadow of his own goalpost, maybe he feels the pressure a little bit especially against the ferocious pass rush you know it's the type of thing that you know could turn this into the kind of rough and tumble you know the kind of rough game the jets need because it's going to be i don't think you're gonna see a lot of yardage i don't think you're going to see a lot of points i think these things are going to be at a premium and the Jets will certainly be looking to take advantage of their talent on defense and the spec and their special teams acumen but they do really need to get more out of their offense. As we continue this Friday edition of Locked On Jets, we're going to turn our attention to the Jets' offense. It, it's got to get better. I mean, it's just not good enough right now. Please, can we get something going on offense? And we'll talk about how they might do that as we continue this Friday edition of Locked On Jets. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, this time of year can be a lot. It's the holiday season, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. I know the holidays are supposed to be cheerful, but it can be tough. Adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those negative feelings. And therapy can be a great spot amid all the stress and change. Something to look forward to, to make you feel grand, grounded, to give you the tools to manage everything going on. Therapy has so many benefits. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. It can be for everybody and can help you understand why your mind works the way it does. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, please give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. You know, sometimes it takes a little while to find the right therapist for you, and that's why BetterHelp is such a great service. You can find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Friday. Jets and Raiders Sunday night football. Jets once again on prime time. You know, this this team, uh, for a team that really has not been featured all that much, and we know it's the Aaron Rodgers effect, even though he's not with the team, because these games were scheduled in advance. This is Jets' fourth prime time game of the season in 10 games. And they've also been the featured late afternoon time slot, which is almost like you know, that 425 kickoff is almost like an extra primetime time slot at this point because the league tends to put most of its games at 1 o'clock and it pretty much saves the best at game of the afternoon for 425. So they've been there a couple of times. This has been a team people have wanted to watch. And if you've been following the ratings all year, Jets are one of the most watched teams even without Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the Jets ratings have been phenomenal this year. Jets fans really showing up for the team. Unfortunately, the offense has not been showing up for the team. And all the people watching this, this team – and the big ratings, well, you've had a lot of people watch bad offense. And they have to try and figure something out. It's not like this team needs to score a ton of points because we know that this defense is great. 
we know that this defense can win games on its own, but the unit has been placed in such in such a difficult situation because they almost have to play at an impossibly high standard with the offense doing so little. It's almost like they can't make a mistake. I mean, the, for me, the craziest thing was two weeks ago when they allowed like one touchdown drive in the entire game. And after the game, the Jets won in an overtime. But people were saying, well, we almost lost that game because the defense allowed that one drive to the Giants. And, you know, don't get me wrong. It was a really bad drive. The Giants did not throw the ball once. They did not complete a pass once. And they went down the field and scored a touchdown. But, I mean, you're blaming the defense because they had one terrible drive and committed some penalties on one drive. I mean, that's the that's the situation we're in, and it's really on the offense. They have to get something going. And, you know, the first thing they have to do is with the offensive line, and, you know, we still don't know what exactly what the alignment's going to be. I mean, they, they obviously cannot allow Max Crosby to wreck this game. Crosby is a tremendous pass rusher for the Raiders. I, he's actually a guy I was really interested in when he, a few years back when he was drafted. I'm, I'm not sure I was expecting him to be this good, though. I don't want to act like I was. I thought he was going to be one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. I, look, we know what the tackle situation is for the Jets right now. They're just going to have to leave extra help in. These tight ends are going to have to stay in more frequently. It's not like these tight ends are downfield threats. Not like, not like you have a ton of playmaking ability out of your tight ends. So they have to prevent Max Crosby from destroying the game. You have to hope guys should play better. Lakin Tomlinson's got to be better than what he's been. You know, Becton's playing. I think Becton's playing okay, uh, but you know they got to get better performances. And you know, certainly, if whether or not Dwayne Brown's back, and it sounds like Billy Turner's actually injured, so I don't know if he's even going to be eligible for this. Or I'm not sure if he's even going to be available for this game. Billy Turner can't see the field. I mean, they, they got to be able to do better than him. Another thing they need to do is they got to start throwing more play action. I mean, they're just not doing it. And we've seen that between the blocking. And between you know Zach Wilson's limitations, this is not a team that can produce big plays in the drop back passing game. You're going to have to run play action, which freezes defenders. You know, it forces defenders to not fire up the field because the run fake on play action forces them to play the run. You know, they kind of have to stay, sit at home, which buys your quarterback some extra time. Beyond that, it opens passing windows because linebackers have to come up as though they're stopping the run. So there's bigger windows in the middle of the field. And the reads are simpler because you don't send as many guys out on passing patterns. You know, you know, maybe your tight end stays into run block. Your running back is taking the fake, so he's not going to be in the pattern. So, you know, a lot of play action plays are only like two to three receivers going out on patterns. So it's simpler for a quarterback who maybe struggles with his reads like Zach Wilson. So, and the Jets are, for a team that is generating so little, it's amazing. For a team that has such, such limitations in the traditional drop back passing game, it's kind of amazing how little the Jets utilize play action. So they got to do that more. I mean, that, that seems to me to be a pretty obvious fix. I think that they have to figure out better ways to get their playmakers involved. You know, they need Garrett Wilson. Look, Garrett's got to play better. He can't fumble the ball the way he did on Monday night, but they got to figure out better ways to get Garrett Wilson involved. They got to figure out better ways to get Brees Hall the ball in space and maybe utilize Xavier Gibson's speed a little bit. Xavier Gibson may not be a great receiver. They can offer you something. As you know, he's just the speed alone you have to respect. Even if, even when you use him as a decoy, even when you bring him in motion, the defense has to note that. And sometimes, you know, maybe somebody you get a little shift on the defense and it opens up a hole for somebody else. These are things you got to think about for the Jets. I mean, it's not like this team needs to put up 30 points every week to win games. They just need to be credible, and they're not credible right now. And part of it's look, there are personnel issues. I mean, this offense is a two-man offense at the moment. It's Garrett Wilson, it's Brees Hall. If neither of them makes a big play. Nothing's going to happen. So other guys need to step up. I mean, it would be nice if Alan Lazard could make a play here and then. Uh, it would be nice if Zach, Zach Wilson's got to play better. I mean, I think he left some throws on the field against the Chargers. I, I don't think he's been playing that well of late. 
it's just that you know everything's broken on this offense and something's got to go better because if the jets if the jets get that they can win this game and get to five and four if not then well we're looking four and five anyway that's all for today's episode this has been the lockdown jets podcast part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day is our motto as always if you enjoyed the show hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so let you never miss an episode if you enjoy the show and are listening on the podcast source give it a five-star review and if you enjoy the show and are watching on youtube give this episode a big thumbs up it helps us out and helps other jets fans find the podcast have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the game. We'll be back after the game to break down what's happened between the Jets and the Raiders from Las Vegas. It's Sunday night football.